Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, we get to talk to someone very, very special. My father, Ron Mason. Oh, you guys, it was so cute. Kevin's dad was so nervous to record this conversation with us. Yes, he was. I, Folks, I have never seen my dad like this before. This is a man who was a pastor for over 20 years, estimates that he's done over 200 weddings and funerals. He is not a stranger to a microphone, and yet this made him nervous, and I loved it. <laughs> In this episode, Ron shares some stories about Kevin as a child, including the prank he used to pull on Kevin as a kid, where he would tell Kevin he's actually adopted and not his real dad. It's so bad. It is so bad. However, I am forever grateful to my dad because he is the one who actually introduced me to Steph. And for the first time here, we share that story. You guys, we can't wait for you to hear this episode with my father-in-law and matchmaker, Ron Mason. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. All right, Steph. Episode 180. Oh, and he's so nervous. I've never seen our next guest like this. (laughs) Folks, we have a very, very special guest. My dad, Mr. Ron Mason. Ron Mason's in the house. It's good to be here. So, were you nervous on the way here, Dad? I'm nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never seen you like this, Dad. I'm never nervous. I mean, Dad, you have spoken hundreds of times, literally, in front of thousands of people. At times. How many? I mean, how many weddings have you done? Over a hundred, <sighs> probably, right? I'd say about two hundred weddings. Okay, and you're more nervous to do this than any of those ceremonies. Yeah. <laughs> is what you're saying? <laughs> I guess. I, <laughs> I love it. So, were you surprised we asked you to be on Tell Us a Good Story? Yeah, but it took 180 (laughs) episodes to do it. (laughs) Better late than never, though. I guess so. As you've been listening, have you been surprised by anything? Any of the conversations we had, any of the episodes, or listening to Steph and I interact with folks? Has anything surprised you? Yes, I think the biggest thing is how open you and Stephanie are, because that wasn't your natures. No. Uh, you two are very private. Yes, we are. And with this, you have to be open and honest. And you uh, talk to some people that are some pretty intimidating people. Like who? Like the the guy that you had on that is the martial arts guy. Oh, that, yes. Victor Marks? Yes, yes. Victor Marks. Uh, excellent. I loved it. But uh, just to sit down and to talk to these people was amazing. So, so one thing that surprised me, I think this is hilarious stuff. This has been three years ago, like right when we're starting the podcast, you had sent me a text and it may have been about the book and you had said via text to me, where did this personality come from, Kevin? I didn't know you were funny. <laughs> In high school, I, I thought you were kind of a dry sense of humor. You know, you would laugh when you were around friends and things like that, but yeah. I didn't actually know that you were funny. And uh, Sherry, my wife, she said, you know what? He takes more after you. Then I thought he did, and I thought that 
poor child. <laughs> Which is funny because there have been people, Dad, and I don't know if Steph sees it or not, but there's been people, family members or people who know both of us, family right. friends, I guess, a handful have said, Kevin, you sound like your dad. And I haven't really seen it. But looking back in hindsight, I can see times where it's like, okay, if there's anything that I've gotten from you, it probably is the personality. Because everything else, we're pretty much opposite, right? So you're brown hair, I'm blonde hair. You've got brown, brown eyes, eyes, I have blue eyes. You're left-handed, I'm right-handed. You golf and bat right-handed, I golf and bat left-handed. You have a deep voice, I do not, <laughs> right? So I think your voice is deeper than what you think it is. Yeah, maybe. It just took a long time to get there. Yeah. Well, it took a long time to get there. I feel like you guys have one thing in common. What's that? You both think you're funny and you're not. <laughs> you guys laugh at yourselves all the time, and I'm just looking at you both. I'm we, like, we are funny. You I are think so. so I not mean, funny. our jokes, yes, it might be dad jokes, but they're funny dad jokes. I need to have Sherry come down here, and she would agree with me that you guys think, think you're more funny than you are. You're just a tough crowd, is what I think. They are. You, you are a tough crowd. I'm just honest. <laughs> I know funny. If we were making a lot of money doing this, you would think we were funny. I would be in the audience going, boring. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Dad, last weekend, you and Sherry spent time with our kids, took them to Easton. And it was very funny because when they got in the car with us to go home, immediately the girls are like, Dad, Papal sounded just like you. And I'm like, no. And like, no, no, no. He sounded just like you. And they were really excited to tell me. And so I'm like, okay, give me an example. And so they said they were shopping in Bath and Body Works, mm -hmm. right? And you had taken Tate out and maybe went to another store or walked him around or whatever. And Emmy said she came out after they're done shopping and said, Papal, did you get anything? And you're like, yeah, I got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, this kid does not stop talking. He doesn't stop. He's all energy. And I thought he is his father's son because you were all energy. Jumping and running and carrying on. And just, but he's such a lovable child. He is. He yeah. is. So when they said that, I'm like, okay, that is something I would probably say. But we are opposite in a lot of different areas. So here's what's funny stuff. Dad, when I was a kid, Love to play practical jokes on all of us kids. All of us, right? And so one of the jokes that he pulled was he would point out like the most ridiculous looking person and be like, hate to inform you, son, but that that's actually your real that's dad. Your dad. <laughs> because, yeah. because dad and I don't look anything alike. Well, so we <laughs> not only did you not like it, but your mother didn't like it either. <laughs> that is really your father. I'm sorry. <laughs> But out of the goodness of my heart, I've decided to raise you kids, but, but I'm really not your dad. So there was a guy who lived down the street. Okay. So I'm going to tell you here and dad and I would go out on the front porch. We had a big swing on the front mm -hmm. porch at that one house. And there was a guy, Steph, who lived down the street and I'm going to change his name. We'll say it was Billy. So Billy was at this age, probably 30. And he, he was a goofy looking guy. And he still lived with his parents. You see why I thought he was Kevin's <laughs> father? I'm understanding this. You understanding this yes. now? Like, where's the lie here, right? <laughs> so, so we would see Billy riding on his bike. And, of course, Dad would you know wave to him and stuff. And then under his breath, he'd be like, son, I hate to tell you, but that's actually your real father. And I would go to Mom. And I'm like, Mom, is Billy my real dad? <laughs> he was always busting me out. 
There should be some things between father and son. You don't have to run to mommy. And mom would be like, who told you that? And I'm like, dad told me that. Dad told me that Billy's my actual, my real dad. And he said that you and Billy had a thing in high school. Is that right? <laughs> and mom would be like, Ron Mason, stop telling your kids that you're not their real father. Okay, Can you please stop doing that? I used to do that to Julie also. There was a guy who lived in town that was just a little bit different. And I would say, Julie, Mr. Smith over there, he's your old father. And Julie would bust out crying and sobbing. Oh, my gosh. It was like I said, Julie, I hate you, and I never want to see you again. Just started crying. But you. you. Okay. So you did that on my older sister. Yes. And from that experience, you're like, hey, let's do it again on on our son. (laughs) It worked good on her, so I thought, let's do it, Kevin. This could have some long-term uh, damage on our kids, but, man, it's really funny. Back right? then, you could get away with funny stuff like that. <laughs> it's good, Let's actually. See. That is good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you have any stories of Kevin that I'm not made aware of yet? As a kid? Yeah. I've probably got several, but I don't know what he's told you and what he hasn't. Tell me a good one, then. Okay, uh, the Soul Seekers had started singing. That's a family gospel group for those who don't know about it. But it's my uh, three sisters and myself and a brother-in-law, and we would always practice at Lois and Bob's house in Baltimore. And that's your sister. And that's my sister. Lois is my sister. Well, they had Kevin was only about three years old, and they had a cat. It was just a, a little cat. It was a Siamese cat. And we didn't know Kevin was allergic to cats then. I kind of know why he is now. (laughs) Because Pharaoh, she would come down and strut around. That's the cat? The cat, Pharaoh, would strut around. And she would stick her tail straight up in the air. Well, Kevin was kind of curious about the backside of her tail. And Kevin's sitting there, and I'm thinking, no, he's not going to do this. No, he's not. But sure enough, the cat walked past Kevin with her tail up, which would expose her bottom side. And Kevin thought it was a doorbell. (laughs) And Kevin (laughs) takes his finger and goes, "Eh," (laughs) and sticks it right in that doorbell. Doorbell and the cat goes and jumps straight up in the air, and Kevin starts crying. Of course, everybody starts laughing and busting out because we all saw Kevin take his finger and stick it in the doorbell of the cat's hiney. Oh, my and gosh, that's that me, cat jumps straight up in the air. But right after that, Kevin started being allergic to cats. <laughs> and I think that was God's <laughs> way of protecting cats in the neighborhood. They don't have to fear cats All the cats anymore. in your neighborhood here are safe. Yes. They don't have to worry about Kevin going ding-dong. So that's one of the stories. Oh, poor oh, Pharaoh. Oh, I don't remember that. Kevin obviously. cried. He was so embarrassed. But I'm shocked, Dad. Oh, my gosh. How many, okay, so how many people were there? How many adults were there? About eight. This? And not one of them stopped me. Well, from doing that, <laughs> not one. You're just like, hey, really? guys, let's, look, let's watch this stupid Actually, kid here. Watch you, watch you. Watch Billy's kid. This is Billy's kid. Watch Billy, him. Watch Billy's son here. He's gonna do it. Yes. By the way, he's hey, and hide the dog. By hide the, way. the dog. Oh, you cried. <laughs> And your Aunt Lois, she's what, 82? I don't know, probably. She's 82. We had practice, because we still sing, and we had practice last, I think, Saturday. 
And Lois brought up that story. No. She goes, do you remember? Because I was talking about you and, and being on the podcast. Okay. She goes, do you remember when Kevin <laughs> stuck his finger in Pharaoh's hiney? <laughs> <laughs> now, you made an impression on an 82-year-old wow. woman that she still remembers that. Wow. All right, Steph, I'm going to test you again here. What is your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, it's the Bible, Kevin. <laughs> yes. Nailed it. Very good. This time, you didn't say the book we wrote called You Met Her Where. But it's still a really good book. That is true. And it would make a great gift for friends or relatives on their birthday or for Christmas. Friends, you can order your copy of our book titled You Met Her Where at KevinAndSteph.com. And we will make sure to personally sign a copy for you or whoever you want. And as always, thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. Well, that reminds me of another story, Dad. <laughs> so for those listening, if you couldn't tell, I was what I would say spanked as a child. Okay? It's so... <laughs> not as much as your mom thought. Not as, not as much, right? But there's a funny story because there was one day where apparently I was just giving mom a lot of trouble. And you were the disciplinarian in the house, right? You were the ones who took yes. care of all that. And mom would be like, wait till your dad gets home. You're going to be in trouble. Do mothers right? still do that? I don't. Because back then, you know, the mother would always do this. And I don't know why. They would, kids would do something wrong. And they said, wait until your father gets home. So here the kids are all afraid. They don't want dad to come home. And I've been working all day. I can't wait to see my wife and my kids. I walk in the door and I say, daddy's home with the kids. <laughs> And take off running and hide and scream. I'm thinking, what is up with this? Well, Kevin's mother goes, you need to do something with your son. Uh, it's Billy's son. It's, talk to Billy. It's not. I'm just taking I'm care just of him here. filling in. <laughs> and what had happened is your sister, okay. Julie, she was aggravating you that day, and you'd probably had as much as you could take. Okay. And you hauled off and you'd started defending yourself. Okay. And it wasn't the right thing to do because most generally the parent sees the reaction. Reaction, yeah. Yeah, instead of the original act. So I come in the house and she goes, you need to spank him and spank him good because he's been picking on Julie all day and they've been fighting and arguing and I've told him to straighten up and he hasn't done it. And I thought, oh, wonderful. So I take you in your bedroom right. and I said, Kevin, I don't want to spank you. I don't want to do this, but if I don't, then I'm going to be in a fight all night in an argument. And, so I've got you know, to do it. So i got to do this. So I, I said, Kevin, I'm not mad at you, but here is what I'm going to do. We shut his bedroom door, and I said, Kevin, I'm going to smack my hands real loud. I'm going to smack my hands, and I want you to scream bloody murder <laughs> like you are really being hit. So I said, do you know what you're going to do? And he goes, yeah. He shakes his head. Yeah, Dad, I know. Okay, get ready. Here we go. Kevin, I told you not to pick on your sister. You, for the... Tenth time, son, this is it. You're going to get Kevin out. And Kevin's going, oh, no, 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 dad, no, no. And after about five or six smacks of my hand, he looked at me and I said, now rub your eyes. Rub your eyes. 
Get them nice and red so it looks like you've been crying. Get it. So, and then I grabbed him by the shoulder. I opened the door and took him out. Now tell your mom that you're sorry. Apologize to your sister. I'll take you back in. I'll do it again. I don't care if you are Billy's son. I will spank you. So I did that, and his mom then looks at me and goes, why were you so hard on him? You got to be kidding me. The only thing that hurts is my hands. <laughs> so she was, she got upset with you for going too hard on me. Yes. yes. <laughs> I am so surprised that you have never told her that story. I was just going to ask, does she know this? I, oh, I don't know. She's going to know now. She's going to know it now. So another story that, that comes to my mind. I don't know what exactly lesson I taught you other than I didn't want to spank you, but... <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my gosh. But thank you. You know what, though, you guys? The kids are going to listen to this podcast. And if Kevin has to discipline, now, Daddy, can we do what Papaw does to you? Like, they're going to have this whole, like, scheme devised. Amy, Ellen, Tate, I give you permission to use this against your father. (laughs) Go ahead. So can you tell Steph the story of we were taking a family vacation to Virginia, Dad. And I think we're visiting my aunt and uncle. Yeah, right? in Stanton, Virginia. In Stanton, Virginia, yeah. right? So we're going for there for a week. And that was a long drive from where we're at in you know, central Ohio. That was yeah. probably, what, eight, nine-hour eight, drive? Eight or nine hours, yeah. So I remember, Steph, we get to West Virginia. There's a roadside rest there. And it's one of those, you know, it's out in the middle of nowhere in West Virginia. And I'm probably six years old, I would say, at the time. And my mom takes my two sisters. They go to the bathroom on the, the girl's side. Dad takes me into the men's restroom. And it's not a huge restroom, but there's multiple stalls and stuff. And so we go into the handicap restroom because it's the larger, right, it's largest. The larger stall. And I remember I went to the bathroom and then dad would go and, you know, I would just be standing there. And so dad goes, but of course, being in a public restroom, it's typically disgusting, mm-hmm. right? Those bathrooms. Bathrooms back then were not that good. And one of the last things you wanted to do is stop on the trip and take your kids into a public bathroom. But and, yeah, that, I mean, that's part of every road trip, though. So yeah. You have to do it. Can you tell us that what happened? You didn't want to touch the handle of the toilet. It was so disgusting. I didn't want to touch it. Mm-hmm. So Kevin goes in. He uses the bathroom. I said, just leave it alone. I'll flush it. And he went out and he stood outside. Well, there was another guy that was in the stall beside of us. And he must have been sitting down because you could see his pants on the floor. On his ankles. Down on his ankles. (laughs) So I go to the bathroom and it it was so disgusting. I didn't want to touch it. Uh Uh-huh. I didn't want to touch it. So here you have the pipes coming out of the wall, and then you got the handle and the flushes, and you got the seats. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to touch it with my foot and flush the toilet. You probably have done this before. Totally have done okay, that. Okay, well, I'm really good at this <laughs> because when I push the handle down with my foot, push, push, it came out of the wall. <gasps> And a three-inch or more circle of water started shooting out of the wall. The floor is getting flooded. It's raising up. The guy beside me, you can see him, his pants underneath. His pants are soaked. (laughs) His pants are soaked. He pulls up his wet drawers, runs out of the bathroom, trying to pull his drawers up at the same time. 
I am trying to unlock the door to get out. And, of course, I'm soaking wet because it's shooting out. And, of course, Kevin just looks and goes, what did you do, Dad? I said, Kevin, just get out. Go out. Just go. Get out of the bathroom. And then when we went out, there was one of the, the guards or one of the men that worked there. And I said, I think the bathroom needs attention. <laughs> You need to go and check the bathroom out. Kevin, get in the car. Let's go. When Dad describes as I pushed the toilet handle, what he ended up doing was he kicked the toilet off the wall, <laughs> off the pipes to where it's literally step. It just floods the bathroom. Really some it, shoddy plumbing. It literally step floods the bathroom. So Dad and I are like, run out you open the door and it's like the floodgates open and water your, comes your out your mom was out there standing she goes what's wrong what are you i get in the car <laughs> get let's go get in the let's car. go we gotta go now just get in just, the car we'll talk later and of course my shoes are soaked my pants are soaked my like, shoes are what soaked. just happened in there and then we get in the car i'm like dad kicked the toilet off the wall i barely touched it <laughs> it was bad plumbing west virginia plumbing <laughs> That's what it is, Dad. It was. They didn't know what they were doing. If you like what you hear, please tell someone about us. As soon as this episode is over, go tell your spouse, your closest friend, a parent, a coworker, or share one of our posts on social media. However, if you don't like what you're hearing, please do not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Just disregard this message. Don't worry about Forget it. Forget about us. Yep. Go on with your merry day. And to get more information about us or our entire catalog of episodes, be sure to check us out at kevinandsteph.com. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. Steph, let's tell Dan about how hard it is to watch TV with him. Oh. With me? Uh-huh. Steph, do you want to share the story in and out? Folks, Kevin and Stephanie are getting ready to lie right now, so <laughs> just take this for what it's worth. And then I want to tell some stories on you, Dad, uh, from my childhood as a kid. But Steph, tell the story to no, Dad. No, I want, I want you to go first, and then I'm, I'll follow up. So, folks, my dad, growing up, very strict about what we were watching about everything in our house. And one thing that's funny, that, that's funny to me today. At the is, time, I was a pastor. Yes. It's my duty to raise you kids right. Yes. I see where I came so short. <laughs> <laughs> and so we weren't allowed to watch a whole lot of stuff. And dad was very strict on language. Okay. If someone said S-U-C-K, dad and me were like, watch your language. Even if somebody was talking to him. He'd say it to the TV. To the TV. Or he would say to you, if you said S-U-C-K, he'd like, watch your language. <laughs> to you, to your face. So I'll do it today, too. <laughs> so you watch what you're saying. So, Dad, constantly yelling at the TV for people to watch your language. But we've watched a movie with Dad. Was it we were uh, dating? No, no. We were married. Okay. We were married. And... Oh my gosh. We did not have kids yet. It was after the electrocution because I remember I got really sick at your house with like one of the, at the time, bad headaches. Really? And it was Christmas. You'd made us a nice Christmas dinner. I had laid down for a little bit and you're like, hey, I got this movie. It's called The Guardian. You guys got to watch the movie. I'm like, oh, we like to watch movies. I'm starting to feel a little better. So I laid on the couch to cuddle with Kevin and you proceeded to tell us everything that we were supposed to now you guys you got to watch the first few minutes of this movie or you're not gonna you're not gonna get it listen gotta, i didn't want you to miss it you're not gonna know what's going on the rest of the movie if you don't understand this very first part these first two minutes make sure you're paying attention Pay and attention then, 
You'd pause it. Did, did you did understand? You get, what, did, did you understand get it? it? Did you get what happened? There's there. If I knew I was going to have to take this abuse, I would not have volunteered to do this podcast. So, but you did throughout the whole movie. Now, this upcoming part, you got to watch hey, this part. Watch this, guys. This is going to tie watch this. in to something down the road. And I'm just looking at Kevin like, are, is he serious right now? And then at the end. Narrate the whole thing, Dad. Narrate the whole thing. And at the very end, he's like. Now, did you guys understand? <laughs> Remember at the beginning when I told you you had to pay attention? Do you now understand at the end what? And I'm like, oh, sweet baby Jesus. Yes, I got it. I got it, Ron. I got I, I correlated it. And we're we never watching it. a movie. I don't, I don't think, ever I don't think you've ever it. been to my house to watch a movie we since have then. It. In fact, you know, to this day, Kevin and I will watch a show. Kevin's like, you got to watch the first five minutes of this movie to really understand so it. So you're just mocking me. We quote me. you every time. You're just mocking me. I would say almost every other time we watch a movie, I do say that. He now, you're going to need to watch you know, the watch very this. beginning of this. Did you catch on? To, wait, to mock me or you just do this? To no, mock to you. Mock you. Oh. <laughs> I thought my son is like me. But... You are no, welcome. It's awesome. Are you planning on going to any movie you want to see? I mean. Not with you. I know. I just want to tell you what happens. <laughs> we don't have time to watch movies. We're too busy. We're too busy for that. <laughs> We recently had Steph's father on mm -hmm. during Father's Day weekend. I hope you treat him better than you treat me. <laughs> it's a, one of the things we brought up was family traditions mm -hmm. and some of the Christmas traditions that they have. Well, that led me to remember some of the Christmas traditions we had as a kid growing up. And Steph thinks these are hilarious for some reason. Well, I should say for some reason, but we don't do this to our children. Okay. Now, to give the context again, you were a senior pastor for how many years? 20? 21 years. 21 years. Okay. So my whole childhood, you were a senior pastor. Christmas Eve, we'd always go to Christmas Eve service. And a lot of times we'd go to my Aunt Lois's mm -hmm. after that and have a get together. And then, of course, drive home at night in our PJs and wake up for Christmas. Okay. On Christmas, though, stuff, we would get up, do not touch the gifts under the tree. And I'll get to that in a second. But we'd have to sit on the couch. The gift stuff... The gifts are five feet away from us, okay? <laughs> and yet, do you remember what we would do, Dad? We would have to sing Christmas carols. <laughs> I want it to go down that not all of these were my traditions. Okay. Some of them were your mother's. Okay. She's forcing you to do those. Now, the, the fake spanking, that was mine. So. <laughs> so, we'd have to sing Christmas carols. Then we'd have to read the Christmas, Christmas story. story in the Bible, mm -hmm. which we had just went through the night before. Then we would have to pray, and then we could start opening gifts. So we would be sitting there 20 to 30 minutes <laughs> as children waiting, like, can we please open these gifts? So then, do you remember what mom would do on the gifts? Because I was notorious for shaking all the gifts. I remember she did something. Yeah, but I can't remember what it was. So Steph, instead of putting name tags on the gifts... She would put numbers okay. on the gifts. So if you looked at a gift, it would have the number, say, 89. And each child would have like eight different numbers that mom had written down on a legal pad. He's exaggerating because we never bought them 89. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with four. <laughs> so she would have, say, eight different numbers mm -hmm. for each kid. Mm -hmm. So we could, if you shook it, you wouldn't know if it's yours, somebody else's, whatever. So we wouldn't know what it if was. If you broke it, you was hoping it was one of your sisters. <laughs> so dad would pull out a gift from the tree and be like, okay, this one's 
54. Mom would look at her legal pad, 54. Okay, that's Kevin's. All right. The problem was with each of us having, say, eight different numbers, there were years where she would get the numbers mixed up. Do you remember <laughs> this, Dad? So this one year, Dad hands me the gift. Number 54, that's Kevin's. It's like, you know, bingo here, right? Okay. So it gives me, a, open it up, and I'm like, what is this? And it was training bras for <laughs> Julie, my little sister. <laughs> and so I'm like, what, what is this? Right? And then mom Kevin comes de- over. Kevin developed very young. <laughs> <laughs> so yanks out of me, hands it to Julie. And it's, you know, it's supposed to be like her first bra. Right? <laughs> she like, didn't even get to open it. <laughs> she didn't get to open it. Like, hey, congratulations. You know, Julie's a big girl now. Here we go. And so we would, that would happen all the time, Steph, because the numbers would get mixed up. So it was constantly Mindy opening my gift and then handing it to me. Here you go, Kevin. It's like, this is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. But to her credit, it was a system where we weren't shaking the gifts. Mm-hmm. You weren't trying to open the gifts. We weren't trying to open the gifts because we didn't no. know which ones were ours. So I had forgotten all about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dad. Can I congratulate you on something? Oh, please do. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so proud of my son because he made it in an article in a woman's magazine. <laughs> I knew he had it in and <laughs> Did you see it? I don't buy women's magazines. I don't either. Uh, I did see it on Facebook or something. Okay. And th- this is something that you and Stephanie wasn't expecting. No, we had that? no clue. Okay. I could see you being in the women's magazine, <laughs> but my son... You know, it's it's a father's dream for his son to be in a woman's magazine. So I just want to congratulate you. You know, this is a national magazine, and it's it's quite an honor. It's Woman's Day. So to give listeners context, the other day we had a listener send you a message, Steph. Yes, Miss Annette Jackson. And said, I'm looking at my weekly Woman's World magazine. Woman's World. And took a screenshot of it, and it was a picture of, they did a write-up of Tell Us a Good Story. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And the headline was, you will be amazed by Tell Us a Good Story. And then it had a a short write-up about us. And it was on the same page as Tom Hanks' new movie that came out, and then the Daytime Emmys, and Kelly Clarkson was the host. So it was Kelly Clarkson with Carol Burnett, Tom Hanks, Kevin and Steph Mason on the same page, which mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. To your point, Dad, I was not aware of this magazine either, right? I've seen it in the grocery aisle before, but I wasn't aware of it. So I looked it up, and apparently it's the number one women's weekly magazine. It's quite an honor. It's it's a national magazine. It is. And of course, I'm just teasing you because that's what I do. But uh, that's such quite an honor, especially since you didn't know anything about it. And it just, it just, it was a very cool God moment for so, us. Congratulations. Like only God. Absolutely. Do that, you know, absolutely. It was really special. Congratulations. Thank you. That, Thank you. And your, your program, you mentioned if there's anything that surprised me. I'm surprised at how you two work so well together. And, and everybody says this, that you complement each other, your personalities and uh, the guests that you get and how far God has, and I'm going to give him the glory, has allowed this this program to go. So good job. No, thank Excellent you. Job. I appreciate that. We This format, we never know who's listening. All I do is I see a number. I see a number of downloads. I see a, a number of listeners. But you never know who's listening, what the impact is, 
if one of my silly stories makes somebody laugh, you don't know. You never know. You never know if you're Steph yelling at a guest with excitement or her laugh, how that impacts other people. So you, you never know in this format where if I'm in a room full of people mm-hmm. and I'm sharing a story, I, I'm going to get immediate feedback, whether right. it's good or bad. And in this format, you never do. It's literally, you just see the number and then you get messages from people. So in this example, again, it's like only God that someone in a national magazine found Tell Us Good Story, that's, loved it enough to do a full write-up on that's it. That's just mm-hmm. incredible. That's awesome. Please know, and I know you already know this, that all the parents on both sides are very proud of both of you. Mm, thank and you. what God has done. Because this isn't your backgrounds. This, no, He it's took not. you out of your comfort zones, and you've had to open yourself up. And when you opened yourself up, we found out that Kevin has a personality. <laughs> Steph, what is one of the most asked questions we get about Tell Us a Good Story? Uh, Do I really get that excited? (laughs) Besides that one. Oh, how do we get all these incredible guests? Correct. And some of our best conversations have been with guests who our listeners have reached out to us and said, you should talk to this person. To name just a few, Nick Vujicic, Coach Tom Ryan, Carol Mutika were all recommendations from our listeners. So if there's someone you would like us to interview and think they might be a great fit for Tell Us a Good Story, please let us know at kevinandsteph.com. You don't even have to personally know them. True, but do me a favor. Before you submit their names, please make sure they are still alive. (laughs) That has actually happened, and it is super hard for me to find their contact information. But regardless, thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. One story we have not shared on Tell Us a Good Story, Dad, in three and a half years of doing this, and this is the perfect time to do it, is how I met Steph. And so I am forever indebted to you and grateful to you. And please remember that. (laughs) Because you're the one who actually introduced me to Steph, which this is wild that you actually introduced me to my my wife. So can you both share the story of how you met? As both of you know, I love Key West, and I had just gone to Key West, and I don't know what day it was on, but you had... It was the 4th of July weekend. You you were playing... A softball tournament. And I came to watch you play the softball game, And afterwards, I was riding home with, let's just say, a friend, okay? And when we went past, you were working at Hooters at that time. And I don't even know if I'd ever been in a Hooters before. But, and I'm only going by my memory, so you might have to correct me (laughs) on some things. We saw the sign that said Key Lime Pie. Well, loving Key West, we thought, yes, let's go in and get some pie. So we went in and we sat down and this beautiful young blonde came and waited on us. And and I thought, oh my gosh, she'd be perfect for Kevin. Actually, she's probably too good for him. (laughs) But I didn't say this stuff out loud, though. That's what you're thinking? Yeah. You still still think that. (laughs) And I saw her, and she was our waitress, and she asked what we wanted to drink, and we got what we wanted to drink, and, and then we ordered a key lime pie. And I said, excuse me, I, I don't mean to be you know rude or anything, but do you have a boyfriend? And she looked at me kind of weird, and she just kind of looked at me. I said, no, I, I've got a son that would be perfect for you. And you could tell by her face, oh, yeah, okay, now somebody's going to Like, I've heard that before, yeah. (laughs) And she goes, I think you said, does he look anything like you? 
or you said, is he as incredibly handsome? <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines. It had to be. Yes. It had to be that. And I remember looking at you and saying, oh, no, he's not even close. But <laughs> he's a, he's a good-looking kid, okay? Just give him a chance, okay? He's not he's not my son, but... Yeah, he's, I, not, he's, <laughs> he's really Billy Bike's son and uh, looks nothing just, like me, but... Just his guardian. We, we've tried to, you know, really work on him. And could I bring him in to meet you? And you think you went back and talked to your sister or something. Do you remember you said stuff? I remember you and your friend came and I just had a lot of fun with you both. Like you had a good time. We were just joking back and forth and you guys were getting ready to leave. And you're like, do you have a boyfriend? And I was like, no. And you're like, my son would be perfect for you. And your friend was like, oh, he's so cute. He would be great for you. Now, is it true? You had just broken up with somebody like the week before. We had been broken up. For 48 for, hours. No, for a little while. Okay. Just for a little while, though. And I was not looking forward to getting into a relationship yeah. or anything. And he's like, you know, when do you work or when's right. the next time you yeah. work? And I'm like, well, I pretty much work every weekend. Because I was in nursing school. I was trying to pay my way through nursing school. So I would work every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, as many shifts as I could right. get. And you're like, I'm going to bring him by. And I'm like, okay. Like, didn't believe you at all. Like, okay, you know, whatever. And your friend kept saying, his son would be perfect for you. Well, I wasn't a pastor this time, so I'm free to go into Hooters. <laughs> there you go. There no, you go. No longer a man of the cloth. I'm no longer a man of the cloth. <laughs> so you got in the car, and I think you immediately called me. Because I was actually in between games in that tournament. We're waiting to play. And I had my phone on me. You called me, you're like, Kevin, you are not going to believe who I just met. I'm like, uh, Archie Griffin. <laughs> right? Like, I don't, I don't know. And you're like, I just met the perfect girl for you. And I'm like, uh, I bet you didn't. And you're like, no, I'm serious. I met the perfect girl for you. I'm like, okay, where did you meet her? And you're like, Hooters. <laughs> and I'm like, you met her where? And you're like, Kevin, we just went to Hooters. And I remember saying, why are you going to Hooters? I and wanted then, key lime pie. And <laughs> yes, if I didn't know you, I would be like, okay, you're making that up. That part of right. You just went to Hooters for the key lime pie. Sure you did. But you were adamant. Kevin, you have to meet we this girl. We went there because God wanted us to go there. <laughs> you were adamant. And so at that time, I was studying for the CPA exam and still playing competitive softball back then, all these tournaments. And any free time I had, I was studying for the exam. And so you're like, Next time she works is Friday night. I'm like, Dad, Friday night I will be studying for the exam. No, you're not. <laughs> you're like, you're going to take... You're going to Hooters with me. <laughs> you're going to meet this girl. And I was out of it. I'm like, Dad, no, no, no. I'm serious. You're like, I am too, Kevin. Take a study break. Dinner's on me. I've already given her 50 to meet you. <laughs> I'm not wasting my money. So you, you would not take no. You were very adamant. And you told me, listen, I'm picking you up at 7. You're going to take a study break. You have to meet this girl. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Thinking, I'm going to get a free meal. I'm going to get to spend time with dad. And I'm just going to have this awkward moment of meeting this random waitress. And then I'll be able to spend time with my dad after that and get a free meal. So that Friday night, I take a study break. You pick me up at 7. I remember on the way there, we get to the exit ramp. And I say, dad, turn around. And you're like, why? I'm like, this is really weird. You're like, what's weird about it? I'm like, 
first off, I don't want my first time ever going to Hooters to be with my dad. That is really weird. And you're like, that's fine, son. You can just sit in the car. I'm going in. I'm going to pull up and you wouldn't get out. I wouldn't get out. So, okay, I'm going in and get some wings and (laughs) say hi to this beautiful young girl that you are missing out on. So, I literally sat in the car and you got to the door and I realized, okay, I didn't drive. You drove. It is July. It's going to be getting hot in this car really quick. And I didn't have an iPhone at that time. It hadn't been invented. So, I'm like, okay, let's just get this awkward moment out of the way. I'll meet this random waitress, and then I'll, I'll talk the rest of the night to dad. So, we go in, and I think you ask, is Stephanie there? Yeah, I said, is Stephanie working tonight? And they go, yes, she is. I go, okay. And it's like, I, this is a, a high-class place. Yeah. Tell them, give us the best table in the house. <laughs> no, I remember, you guys, we were slammed that Friday night. We were so slammed. And you had walked in, you're like, hey. And immediately I thought, oh my gosh, he's here. He's here. And you're like, do you have a table? And I'm like, I almost said, no, I'm completely full. And as I said that, I looked to my left and there was one empty table in the entire restaurant. It's a God thing. My table. And I'm like, actually, it's right there. So you went, but I hadn't seen Kevin at that point. So you went to your table and I immediately grabbed my sister's arm and I pulled her in the restroom. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, he's here, he's here. And I don't know why I was nervous because at that point, like I'd always been meeting, you know, different people or whatever, like, oh, you should meet this guy, whatever. But this time I was nervous and I'm like, I'm covered in wing grease. I'm like, this is not the best look. You know, I'm going to be meeting this guy. So I think I sent Katie out first. Is your sister. Come, yeah, to come mm-hmm. and like greet you guys, get your guys' drinks or whatever. And she kind of like scoped you guys out to make sure you guys weren't like weird or crazy <laughs> or anything stalkerish. So she came back and told me it was good to go. And then I came out and greeted you guys. See, and I don't remember anything after that because I think you made me leave the table or something. We were eating and it came to a point where I'm like, okay, I'd actually like to talk to Steph alone without my wingman here, dad. <laughs> and when we say wingman, we it, really mean wingman. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so I remember I asked you, dad, can you like get lost for a minute? And so I, you went to the bathroom, you came out, I think you saw Steph and I talking, and then you cozy up to the bar and just started talking to some homeless looking guy here at the <laughs> That was Mindy's father. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't know it yet. You look familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Don't I know you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember you. Here's a picture of your kid. Yeah. (laughs) She's cute. (laughs) So then Steph and I... We're able to talk. And how did I ask for your number? Do you remember? Oh, my gosh. Of course I remember. You were just like, so... Uh, was he sweating? <laughs> he was so cute. He had his hat on backwards. I still remember he had like a white t-shirt on. And then he had his cute red hat on backwards, which I was a sucker for athletes. And he, you know, was jacked with muscles, hat on backwards, super cute. And he's like, so, uh, you going to give me your number? And I was like, do you want my number? And he's like, yeah, I do. And I'm like, okay. And that's all it was. You wrote it down the receipt. And it was the real number. It was the real you number. You didn't make up some it random number, Domino's. which was nice. Yes. It wasn't corporate headquarters. Yes, it wasn't the restaurant's number or anything. No. <laughs> so that was nice. Mm-hmm. So, yes, 
completely indebted to you, Dad, that you actually introduced me to my wife. Amazing. Yeah, I told you. And I'm just thankful that she didn't chicken out. <laughs> well, he almost lost me on the first date, but we rang it up. Yeah, we'll save that one for save another, that one. another episode. <laughs> Well, Dad, thank you so much for doing oh, this. My I'm, pleasure. I'm shocked, again, that you were nervous to do this, that you cared enough. It meant so much to you. It does. So so thank you for doing this. Well, we're so proud of you and Steph, and we know that there's a lot of people out there that are being encouraged. So, Well, you're going to be 70 this year, right? Yeah. I don't know how I got this old. <laughs> it just kind of jumped up on me. Well, I'm thrilled we could document some of these stories, and thank you for doing this. My pleasure. Love you, Pops. Love you, too. I love you, too. Do you? <laughs> well, sometimes. No, I always do. <laughs> I'll take whatever I get. <laughs> Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.